Okay, I'll press continue, yeah? Yeah. Okay. No secret recording anymore. <laughs> That's clever. Yeah, oh, I know, no fun that. for me though. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> um, hello everyone, I'm very excited to have Shani with me. Hi, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello, hi, thank you for having me first of all Donna. Um, my name's Shani Struthers and I am the author of 24 Supernatural Thrillers and um, yeah, I've just actually finished my 25th one but that's only first draft stage so we won't count that one yet. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's me, I live in Brighton and um, I write for a living, that's what I do, yeah. That's me in a nutshell. There is a lot more to me, but that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> I didn't realise Brighton was such a haven for writers. I've, I didn't know any, and now I know loads of Brighton-based writers. It's all come out of the woodwork. Yeah, it's actually a really arty city. You know, there's a lot of um, lots, lot of everybody in, in, all, in all artistic disciplines here. It just seems to be some sort of mecca, right, you know. I don't know why. It's a great city. It's a very lively, fun um you know, it's got a good vibe, so maybe that's why. Who knows? We're by the sea. That's probably the reason why. Who knows? Yeah, perhaps lends itself to crime and you know supernatural as well, maybe because most writers I know are crime writers. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, a lot of crime goes on in Brighton. I can tell you that. <laughs> you have to be careful out on that, those streets, like the Wild West at times. <laughs> well, I work and I'm from Luton, so oh, Luton, yeah. Yeah, so inland, yeah. Yeah, but inland still, still very much crime. Yeah, we're, uh, Bedfordshire is, I think, the only doubly landlocked county. So I have to go through two counties to get to the sea. Oh, God. I, ha I have to say, I do love living. I mean, I've lived here all my life, to be fair. So I'm used to living by the sea, but I do love it. It does give you that sense of, um, I think, space to live by the sea. Yeah, psychological, I know, but... You know. Yeah, that's my future goal is to live. I love the sea, so yeah. Yeah, I do. I couldn't not live by the sea if I ever moved, which I don't think I will, but if I ever moved, it would be by the sea. Yeah. yeah. So, love it. I don't swim though, but you know, <laughs> I don't get in the sea. <laughs> I do like looking at it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's terrifying. Yeah, it, I, it's nice to look at and then, you know, paddle your feet into that much and then that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Keep your keep your feet on terra firma. I always yeah, say. <laughs> absolutely. I'm dangerous enough on flat ground, so <laughs> anything that isn't is just asking for trouble. <laughs> um, did you always know that you wanted to be a writer? Yeah, I suppose so. Um, I mean, I've always um, loved writing and reading. Uh, right from the time I was able to read I mean I remember clearly being able to make sense of words around the age of four or five and just being completely and utterly blown away by this new superpower of mine that I could actually look at this word and see see what it meant you know um as so I've always loved reading only a huge reader voracious reader anything and everything you know just give me a book but um I suppose and then I studied uh English literature at university and then I left university and I got a job in a travel company, a big one, and um, I became a, a holiday writer, uh, you know, writing for the holiday industry. 
And then I, I sort of left there when I was 24 and I, be, I went freelance as a holiday writer and wrote for Virgin and First Choice and Thompson Travel, all those, you know, the real biggies. And I did that for years. I did that for about um, 20 years. And I just thought, no, less than that. Actually, it was about 18 because I was about 41, 42. And I thought, Do you know what? I just want to write a novel. I've always wanted to write a novel and I keep threatening to write a novel. And I thought, no, I'm just going to do it. So I sat down when my youngest daughter was at play school and she went every morning, nine to 12. And I sat down and wrote my first novel. Funny enough, that was a romance. So, uh, and I sent it off and, it, and I got offers from about eight publishers. So... And that was good. And that was the beginning of it all, really. Holiday writing went out the um, the window and then came novel writing. But I did quickly change to supernatural thrillers. Uh, I did two romance novels and just thought, well, I haven't got the imagination for this, <laughs> for, for romance. So, <laughs> and the and actually my favourite genre, reading-wise, has always been supernatural. So it was a natural progression for me. Yeah, and then 25 books later, here you are. Amazing. Here I am. Yeah, here I am. And uh, there's very little romance in any of them, really. I, I mean, you know, one of my favorite, it's strange because one of my favorite writers is Catherine Cookson. I'm sure you've heard of Catherine Cookson. Um, and yeah, she, she wrote a ton of books and I devoured every one of them. And nobody does emotion better than Catherine Cookson. And she is a romance writer, but yeah. As I say, no one does emotion better than hers. There's no point in me even trying. <laughs> but yeah, she's brilliant, brilliant writer. And what was it particularly about Supernatural that drew you to writing about that? Well, I've been brought up with it really. And my mum uh, made a lifetime study of the supernatural. And um, so and she, she used to teach me a lot of stuff. She she was into various, various aspects of um you know, say, say Reiki, um, Reiki's not supernatural, but all these alternative things um, that she was into, um, and um, into occults, etc. the study of them, she wasn't a member of any, <laughs> any dark coven or whatever, but the study of them, she was just fascinated by it all, um, and, and what lay beyond this world, I suppose, it, it was a huge intense fascination for her so she studied it she made as I say she made a lifetime study of it and I learned so much from her so I have been brought up with it so um it was it is second nature and she she imparted a lot of her knowledge and her vast collection of books on the subject she bequeathed to me as well upon her death bless her so not that I got anywhere remotely near you know through them because there's a massive library of it but I have traveled, you know, for research purposes. <laughs> that sounds, yeah, it sounds amazing. I'd love to know more, but the same yeah. time, but yeah. It's a vast, vast subject, though. I mean, literally, as I said, I've just finished my 25th supernatural thriller. The more I write about it, the more I realise what a vast subject it is. It's almost infinite. You know, it just goes on and on and on. So, um, what's the most interesting thing you've come across while doing research? Oh, God. Um, I've gone to some very, very interesting places which are supposedly haunted. Um, and, and so I do quite a lot of that because obviously it's inspiration for me. So, um, so places that I've been to, hotel, you know, not just in this country. I, I set a few, quite a few of my books in the States um, and I've travelled around America a lot. 
so various haunted hotels etc um so places uh, that I've been led to, you know, I've gone out of my way to, to go and visit because of their haunted reputation. And then I've subsequently based books on them or used them within books. Um, but I, I don't quite know. It's, it's again, it's so vast, just pulling any one thing out of, of the air. I mean, research, you know, research of uh, re reincarnation, for example, the research that exists around that. That's fascinating. A lot of it can't be refuted. Um, the interest, the, um, the research around the weight of the soul. In fact, I've got a book called The Weight of the Soul, you know, that when you die, um, you're immediately, um, is it, 21 ounces um, lighter. Immediately, everybody is. And that's apparently the weight of the soul. And there's, and it's not just an urban legend. There's a massive amount of research that's gone into this, you know, and it's scientific and they can't dispute it. The scientists can't dispute it. So those kinds of things that we're all energy, you know, and that the energy, energy doesn't dissipate, it goes somewhere. So that, those are the kind of things that everything about it is fascinating actually <laughs> yeah, and it's all in there. I've stuck it all into the books. Like my mum always said to me, um, beforehand she said you know it's great you don't like about the supernatural wholeheartedly back you you know brilliant she said but always try and put in every single book you do try and put something that people can learn from that I think oh I didn't know that you know and that it's it's so it's an increase of knowledge it's not just a story it's an increase of knowledge as well so that's what I try and do wise wise words yeah yeah that's cool I love learning something from a book so yeah yeah <laughs> I do I do and uh it just gives it that extra edge, doesn't it, in a way? Yeah, it does. It's what we're here for. We're here to learn. So, you know, in whatever yeah. way we can. Absolutely, yeah. You know. Um, if you were to be picked up and transported into one of your own books as a character, which book would you choose? Oh, oh my goodness. They do go on some very, very um, dangerous paranormal journeys. Oh, my God. I don't want to be any one of them. <laughs> so yeah, there's my answer. I don't want to be any one of them. But if I had to choose, I would be my I'm most renowned for my psychic survey series. So the um I've just finished book nine uh, in that series, which will be out later in the year. So um and at the heart at the helm, uh, it's a psychic surveys team, and there's um four of them. Um, but Ruby Davis is the lead character. She's sort of in her late twenties, and she's highly, highly psychic, and um, and she's a, she's quite a conundrum of character. She's full of light, but she's also full of darkness as well. And she starts off in the books very innocent, quite naive, but as it progresses, she's she's getting darker and darker. Or rather, she's fighting the darkness, the increasing darkness in her. Um, so um, she's an interesting character. I'd probably be her. To be fair, although I wouldn't, I, I actually really wouldn't want to be, but you know, <laughs> but if I had to choose, I'd be her. And <laughs> um, who's one of your most fun characters to write, and who gives you most trouble? Um, so, again, the Psychic Surveys uh, series, uh, Theo, who's another team member, Psychic Surveys team member, she's uh, in her 70s and she's based on my mum. Uh, right down to my mum had pink hair so right down to the pink hair you know and, and uh, she's fun because my mum was a hell of a lot of fun so she's really good fun to write um, Ruby gives me the most trouble yeah 
yeah because of the increasing darkness in her so but she but she's they're all i love all my characters you know but they don't seem they seem like real people it's really strange you know when you're writing in a series i mean obviously i write standalones as well but when you're writing the series um they're so real to you and hopefully to readers too well readers do say they are so you know hopefully that's the case <laughs> Um, if you can tell us without spoilers, what's been one of your most fun scenes or chapters to write? And what's been one of the most difficult? Oh, God, what's been one of the most fun? Oh, I've, God, I've written so many, Donna, I have no idea. <laughs> they're very rarely fun. <laughs> but there was one. But there was one in the, in the beginning of Legion. Is it Legion or is it Dissension? This is again a psychic survey series. And um, the team get called out to a pub, which is one of my local pubs. And there's a there's a legend there that the basement is haunted and that was and it's haunted by pirates. So they get called out to that basement uh, at the beginning of the novel. Um, I think it's Dissension actually. And um, they, uh, there's this whole standoff between the pirates who are very, the spirits of the pirates and the psychic surveys team. The spirits of the pirates are very happy to remain there. They do not want to leave. They're sort of still getting, you know, drunk on the, you know, a, a skunk from whatever in their own way, um, in their own spiritual way, drunk on the spirits. And, um, and, and there's this big standoff between, between the pirates and the, um, and the psychic service. It's, it's actually, a, a, it, that was a hoot of a scene to write. That, that really was, I mean, I was chuckling away. Um, but then, but then subsequently, strangely enough, I wanted to put that light-hearted scene in because the, then the book gets very, very dark. So it, it sort of kicks off in a misleading manner, if you know what I mean. But what, when was, what was the darkest scene to write, did you yeah, say? Yeah, all the most difficult. Um, one, of the, one of my darkest books is called Blakemore. That's definitely one of my, my most scariest books. So writing the whole of that was, but actually come to think of it, I think it I think it I think what pips that one at the post is the damn season which is a standalone Christmas novel that was a very difficult book to write because it was very very dark and it's actually bringing me down writing it because I, I like to inject quite a lot of lightness into my books as well as the dark so I like to have a, um, a balance if you know what I mean a good balance um, but it was getting darker and darker and I was actually I dreaded coming to my computer and sitting down and write because it's just bringing me down it's, um, it was an odd book to write because it's it's based on an allegory. It's it's um, and so it was very very difficult to pull it off successfully. Um, but I did inject manage to inject some light in it somehow. I had to for my own well being, you know. Um, but it has turned out to be a marmite book. So people either love it or they hate it, and they hate it because they don't get the allegory. But if you do, then you love it. So out of all my books, it's the most Marmite, I think. Yeah. So but I, I found that very difficult to write. Yeah, it sounds yeah challenging. Hard basing it on the sort of you know, it's, it's, it's if you think about um uh, is it Christmas Carol? It's a it's it's a very very it's a bit of a take on that in a way, but in a far more modern sense. And it was just it was hard to pull off, and it was just like getting so dark. Uh, yeah, I just say it's important to, to, for me to have there to be a balance in my books. I like the balance. Yeah, I'm not somebody who just writes 
horror, horror, horror throughout the book. And I know that there's a certain amount of people who really want that, who really love that. And that is brilliant. Go for it. But it's not for me. I, I like more, I like more psychological horror that, and, I, and I don't like blood, guts and gore or anything like that. So it's a very different type of horror I write. You know. But I think that's more effective in some ways when when it's playing with your mind and then that's scarier. I think you know blood and guts is fine, but you know mm. when your mind is creeped out, then that's worse. Well, I think so. My, yeah, I think so. Yeah, but um, but there are also a lot of horror books which are relentlessly bleak, and I think life is relentlessly bleak enough. Let's have a bit of flipping hope in there. <laughs> but it is strange because there's you know the horror community. Um, I mean, you find your tribe with your books, but the horror community, you know, they do like that. They look like absolute horror, you know, and uh, and I don't, funny enough, I don't like it in my films and I don't like it in my books. So I don't write that like that. I do write some dark material. There is dark, a lot of darkness within it, so. Um, do you hide any Easter eggs or secret jokes in your books? <laughs> not really no I, uh, well, I, well I do um, let me see there are things that I would say in my real life that I would get the joke and stuff and I put it in and what have you it makes me chuckle when I write it anyway might make a few others but um, so no not really I don't but I know people who writers who do do that it's very clever yeah I love it I think it's and sometimes you'll never know you never have a clue. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, it is a good idea. So maybe I will in the future. <laughs> <Who knows>? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever killed off anyone you don't like? Um, I've killed off some I do like. I've killed off some characters in the psychic surveys that I really do like. Um, in other books, have I killed off anyone I don't like? Um... I haven't killed them, but in the course of the story, they have, they, they've died because actually some, some of them are based on real life characters. So for example, I write another series called Reach for the Dead. And um, the third book of which Walker is coming out next week, but uh, sorry, not next week, uh, next month. But um, in the middle one is all about cults. Uh, the middle book in that series is called uh, Cade's Home Farm. And it's all about cults. And it's in particular about one, um, particular cult back in the 60s that's set in America you see that um, that series uh, but one very very notorious cult and that per the head of that cult did die now you know he did he did die so uh, so they die not my fault they died they, they, they died in history they died in real life so, <laughs> so yeah I use characters from real life you know from real events in my books so but I don't actually care I'm not responsible for that. And <laughs> <laughs> um, would you consider branching off and writing any other genres like crime, psychological thrillers, that sort of thing? Uh, well, I've written one psych psychological thriller called Summer of Grace, um, which again is set in America. And that was really brilliant. It's a real challenge for me to do that. It's my lockdown book, that one. Um, a real challenge for me not to use the paranormal in it um and I loved it I loved it I, I rose to the challenge and it's one of my favorite books and that went down very very well with the readers um would I write crime no uh, 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 yeah I mean I mean Summer of Grace is a crime crime book so I have written a crime stroke 
psychological strength, mystery thriller, whatever you want to call it. Um, I suppose it is a crime mystery thriller. Um, although it's based on a historical crime. Um, I, I wouldn't write a police procedure. I've got no interest in those and I don't write those kind of books. Uh, I don't read those kind of books rather. Um, so I could do more psych thrillers. Yeah, I could do more sort of murder mysteries. Um, my, um, for next year though, I have got uh, another idea in mind, a trilogy, and that's going to be more dark fantasy sort of thing. But it's actually based on 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 real life historical things. But I think it's going to have a real game of uh, Game of Thrones feel to it. I think I'm going to give my give it a go. That sounds cool. <laughs> But the, at the heart of it is a, um, a well-known uh, historical witch. And um, so there'll be lots of witchy stuff and all that lot going on as well. But it won't strictly be paranormal. It won't be paranormal, but it will be have some witchy stuff. I'm going to try my hand at that. Well, I don't know if I do any more romance, though. I have got a really good idea for romance, but I just don't know. Romance, I don't read romance so I, I, anymore. So I used to when I was a kid, you know, younger, but I've grown out of that. <laughs> grown out of all things romantic. <laughs> I've been married for 34 years. I've been, you know, romance, I don't even remember what it is. So, <laughs> but I have got an idea for a romantic um, novel. So you never know. Yeah, I'm all for branching out. I'm all for doing that. But the paranormal is my first love and I will always write paranormal. Yeah, well, have you heard of Mark Tilbury? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know Mark, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's one of my favourite authors, and obviously he puts a slight paranormal in his books, and it's amazing, yeah. so. Yeah, no, I remember reading one of his first books uh, that he wrote, oh, I've forgotten the name now, it's a trilogy, and I got in touch with him and said, oh, I love this, this is brilliant, you know, and we started chatting and stuff from there on in, so, yeah, I really do. Uh, the Revelation Room and Eyes of the Accused. That's it, that's it, yeah, yeah, and... The ab abattoir, the ab one, yes. abattoir one. Oh, that's that, that's my favourite one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's how much I love abattoir. Yeah. So that that's oh how flattering. Somebody had a tattoo of one of my um, taglines on them put on one. So I was like, oh my god. But um, that's amazing. The abattoir of dreams. That was um, that was really good. We're very very harrowing. So harrowing. yeah. I know it's weird to say how much I like it, you know, and I do. I love it. It's one of the rare books that I've read twice. And yeah, it's horrific. It's absolutely horrific, but it's just amazing. So there are some scenes in that which I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. But then you can imagine it happening as well and stuff. Yeah. So, um, really, really good. Yeah. Oh, no, I love Mark's stuff. Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, he is. He uh, I'm one of his Twisted Annies. Oh, Twisted Annies. <laughs> yeah, I know he talks about his Twisted <laughs> I do think sometimes he's genuinely scared as well. I'm like, how are you fine? You live miles away, I can't be asked. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's, well, remember what Annie did to her beloved writer when she wouldn't, was it, uh, when she wouldn't talk, uh, it was Misery, the character that she loved, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, brilliant, yeah. <laughs> Very twisted. Yes, yes, indeed, bless him. Miles away. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear um what's been your highlight so far since you started writing um well I mean the tattoo was very nice um um I, I love the interaction with with readers I get a lot of um readers write to me and stuff so I I love I love that 
Um, one of the ones, I can't actually say why, but um, she'd been involved in, she, when she read my one of my latest books, Ro Hayes, which is about um, a persecute, you know, Scottish witchcraft, basically, the, the witchcraft uh, persecutions back in the old 15th and 16th centuries. And um, she wrote to me saying how the book had moved her and you know really really got to her really moved to her so I sort of said why and she told me the reasons why and I can't repeat them because um this is sensitive information but my god I thought if ever there was a reason for writing there it was but um so those are highlights for me those validate what I do mm, yeah so. I think yeah I think a lot of authors have got that one haven't they, a message or email, you know, where they've really moved someone and... Yeah, but it was for the reasons. I mean, I, you know, I get that when people sort of come in, but it was for that particular reason. And honestly, I was, oh, I was just in tears. Yeah, it was incredible, so... Yeah. Um, if you're able to spend a day with any author, dead or alive, who would you like to spend a day with? Um, oh, gosh. Uh, Anne Rice has just died. Um, I loved Anne Rice, so um, her Mayfair Witches um, books are amongst my favorite. I did like the vampire ones too, but it was the Mayfair Witches for me. Um, so, and the way she just brought New Orleans to life, I'd love to, she must, she's a fascinating lady. So it could be Anne Rice or it would be, can I be greedy? Can I have James Herbert as well? Um, who is one of my utmost horror uh, favorite horror writers and he, he only lives clearly well he, he dead now but he lived close by and he lived a few miles up the road I since discovered um so I could have met him <laughs> but he's he's long gone now bless his heart so Anne Rice or James Herbert for me I mean both absolutely he wanting to be a writer yeah um my mum and my sister both nagged me for years and years and years to read the Ratch trilogy I'm like yeah. where will I get round to it oh my god yeah. absolutely phenomenal so yeah I, I get I, that his <laughs> writing it was so accessible it was so down to you know it's horror it was still really accessible it's all again it's it's like stuff it's not high fantasy you can imagine it all unfolding you know and, and the, the horror Oh, the rats was awful. God, the rats really was awful. Yeah, yeah. yeah like them since then. <laughs> Wasn't a fan anyway, to be honest. But like, was it dog-sized or something? It just. Mm. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah, you can just imagine. You get saying you just imagine. Yeah, but he did it for us. He gave it to us. Yeah. <laughs> he and did. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that, James. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scared yeah. to look at a rat. <laughs> Oh, and London Underground, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. God, you see them running all over the tracks and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely those two. Definitely those two, I think. I mean, there'll be more, but for the, off the top of my head, those two. Um, are you attending any literary festivals or any events this year? Oh, I'm one of those authors that can't bear to attend events or, 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 or be there signing books. I don't like any, I don't like doing signings or anything. I'm, I just like sitting in my lonely garret creating stories. Um, um, I don't like speaking to people online. So I just can't be bothered to go to these things, you know, and, and what have you. So, no. 
answer to that now. <laughs> but um, I have I have gone in the past and I get invited to them and everything. But oh, I just I'm just not my thing. I don't know why. Yeah. Just isn't. I don't think they're any awful thing because you're naturally introverted people generally. Though imagine. Yeah. It's the worst nightmare for most. So they have to sort of come out of their caves and into the light and then talk to people in real life. <laughs> Just lock me away in my little cave and leave me leave me to create. I mean, I've got my whole all my worlds going on in here. <laughs> and and yeah, writers are like that. We are, you know, I mean, I, I I've got I am quite extrovert at times. But I find it, I find I get quite shy when meeting people face to face about my work and stuff. I just get sort of like, oh, I like meeting other authors. I like, you know, talking to them about their stuff and everything. But I don't know. I quite, yeah. So I haven't. No, there, there is nothing. Of course, they're all starting up again, aren't they, post COVID? So, yeah. yeah. Do you go just, to many? Well, I didn't. Um, because I well I didn't really know about them I've only sort of really been involved in this crazy world for maybe two years you know oh, since right. the beginning of lockdown so yeah um I didn't really know about them um but um last year I went to Harrogate and um bloody Scotland and then oh, this okay. this year I helped organize one in Stoke called Tales on Trent then I'm going to Harrogate and I'm going to something called Books on the Beach, and then I'm going to Bloody Scotland, and I'm going to Capital Crime. <laughs> ah, brilliant. brilliant. Because I talk to so many authors like this. Yeah. So I've seen them on the computer, and I've not met them. So I want to meet as many people, and then I've met fellow bloggers and things as well. And I love it. I absolutely yeah, love yeah. it. So but I broke, absolutely broke, yeah. <laughs> because I'm paying for all these things. I know it does get expensive, doesn't it? That's the other thing. It does get really expensive, but um, but worth it. Worth it. You're doing what you love. So anything, if you're not really loving it, then it's worth every penny. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, it's quite a trek. Yeah. I don't know why they can't have them down here. Why is everything up north? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Ah, 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 I know. Well, organize. We could organize. We could organize a southern one, couldn't we? <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm kind of tempted, but. Part of me is like, oh my god, it's terrifying. How daunting, yeah, how daunting. And a lot of them, you know, there a lot of them. I was actually going to one prior to lockdown, um, which was actually a horror-based one up in up in the north again, Skegness, the Horror Writers Association um, were, were were doing one. So I thought, oh, well, I, do you know what? I will go along, and um, I'll, I'll pitch there, and you know, blah blah blah. I'll have um, meet other horror writers and etc. But but a lot of these things, they are for other writers other than horror, you know, like you say, the, it's crime and crime is so massive and all, but I don't really do, I don't really write crime, so I'm not really in those circles, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, I probably would go if um, if there was a, a you know, a more, a more horror themed one. Yeah, I probably would. Yeah, and the one that we'd done in Stoke in May was multi-genre, so that was interesting because we had romance writers, historical writers. We had a woman dressed up in Egyptian costume and, and obviously crime writers and stuff, erotica, and it yeah. was, uh, that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I've been to ones in the past which were a mix of genres, and again, you find yourself quite sort of minority. It's mainly romance and crime and erotica and all that sort of stuff. So I think for me, if I was going to be tempted out of my, my little garret, then uh, it's got to be, I think, horror 
horror, largely horror, horror based, I think. Yeah. Yeah, which is fair enough, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I might do in the future. Um, if you made lots of author friends since you started writing. Yeah, yeah, I have actually. Yeah, I've got my um, good circle of author friends and what have you. And I've even set up uh, with fellow authors our own cooperative, Authors Reach, which um, which we publish through. And it's, there's, there's oh, how many of us? Nine or ten in there now. And, um, and we will help each other as editors, as cover designers, as formatters, etc. So we're, we're a real sort of, um, you know, we all rely on each other and we all help each other and uh, we share ideas and marketing um, ideas and stuff like that as well. So that's really nice, the way that's worked out. But yeah, yeah, the, um, I have. A, and um, it's, it's been great for that. It's been great for that, so... Um, what's the funniest or strangest feedback you've ever had? Um, like in a review or something. Yeah. Uh, well, my funniest is what is one. Um, <laughs> this is quite early on in the in in um, the career, you know. And she said, um, "No, I don't like this author. She seems to make it up as she goes along." That's <laughs> exactly what I do. Move on. Just move on. feedback I mean the good my mum would as I, as I said gave me good advice about always trying to include factual stuff in it um and I get feedback from readers saying well, I never knew that that's fascinating I've since gone off and researched it and and it's opened up like it's opening up, up a can of worms for them, you know now I wanted to find out about that and now I want to find out about this and that so um I get feedback from people saying that they love the more spirit because the psychic surveys it might be sort of part horror but it's, it's very spiritual whole thing is very spiritual it is based on proper spiritual um uh, knowledge but research i suppose you know um some how what you know what 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 being psychic is actually all about and um so i get a lot of i get a lot of feedback from psychics who say god at last i've got a series where which is actually how we work you know um and thank you that's great because that's it, a lot of stuff does descend just into pure horror, you know. And like I say, I like to keep a balance. So yeah, I get all that sort of feedback and what have you, and good and bad, you know. But it's, it, it, thankfully, thankfully, the good far outweighs the bad. But uh, yeah, that was also that was always one of my favourite ones. She seems to make it up. She goes, and um, sometimes you just have to laugh your head off at these reviews. You really do. It's yeah, someone missed a memo, didn't they, about what fiction writing is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just think, oh my god, really? Oh, but it's all part and parcel. And you know, you know, writers will say, you know, when they first start off, you know, when you, and you get anything, any negative feedback, you're like, oh my god, I'm never going to write again, never. I'm awful. I'm wrong. But you know, as you get as you get old, you know, progress, and you get a bit more thick skin, and you're a bit like, yeah, it's part of the job, just just get on with it you know you're going to get there's this wonderful saying um some people love what what you do some people hate what you do most people don't give a damn and it really helps put everything in perspective you know yeah you, you find your tribe you find the people that do love you the more you write the more you find that so well not me they love the writing not me but you know, you know what i mean oh i don't know i imagine some people are 
I love you as well. You must have quite a loyal fan base now after 25 books or 24 that are released. Yeah, I, yeah, I do. And it's, that's really, really nice. Yeah. And it, and it grows. It seems to grow with each book and stuff. It's always... So I speak a lot to the people that, um, you know, have, have been with me for quite a, quite a few of those books now. It's really nice when you start speaking to new people who've come aboard. So I've just found your books, you know, and now I've, I've been, what amazes me, the most amazing feedback I actually do get is people who've read every single one of them. I just thought, really? You know, I don't think I've read every one of Dean Koontz's book or Stephen King's or Anne Rice's or, I haven't, I've read, I've picked the ones that I fancy and I've read them and what have you. But so I always find that utterly amazing. You know, yeah, there's some some authors I've read every book of. Yeah, um, up to a point actually, like um, Lee Child and um, James Patterson. Up to a point, I'd read them all. Yeah, um, I haven't read all Stephen King's because they're just bricks usually, but I do love them. Yeah, and um, Kathy Wright's uh, Tess Garrett's, and I'd read all of theirs up to a point. So yeah, I love the series. Yeah. yeah, see, I haven't even even Catherine, even my beloved Catherine Cookson. I still haven't. I've read most of them, but you know, like you say, up to a point. You know, the more modern books um, that she produced, I just sort of thought, mm, I prefer the older body of work. And I do with Stephen King. I do with Dean King. I do with Anne Wright. I do with all of those iconic authors that you know were around in those days, which I think everyone my age who was interested in those genres just binged on. But it's always up to a certain point. You know, yeah, for me, it's just because I started blogging, so I just don't yeah. have time. <laughs> no, no time. I don't, I don't read a lot nowadays. Oh, you know, I try to, but I only read before bedtime, and it's usually about a chapter before I'm snoring my head off. Lying <laughs> there with the, with the Kindle over my head. Over my head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, you know, and uh, absolutely flat out. Oh, uh, T, uh, Sarah England, um, I love her writing. She's one of my favourites um, and, and, and a very good friend of mine. Uh, in fact, we're having a joint launch next month of our books. Um, so they're both coming out on the same day and we're going to have a Facebook um, online party launch on it. So that'll be nice. Um, but she's great. Oh, God. She's written the only book which I couldn't read at night, which was Father of Lies. And it was terrifying. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's another great one. They're, they're all, so, such great authors out there, so many of them. God, do you know, I often think when I get older and I'm, and I'm not going to write anymore sort of thing, you know, my, my hands have seized up or something, um, I just think I'm, I'm going to spend all my days just reading on all the books that I've wanted to read because that's what my life's been about, books in all shapes and forms. And it has been ever since I discovered books. So, yeah. You know, it's such a joy. Yeah, I agree completely. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what my tattoo says. It eases my soul when I need it most. It's a light in the dark. <laughs> yeah, oh, that is lovely. And that is so true. That yeah. is so true. It can just, I mean... You know, we have our, this own world, this world that we exist in, which is our reality. But with a book, you can you can escape it if you need to. But note that you can explore other realities, endless, endless reality. I mean, what, what, that's, a, that's a huge gift for as a as a reader, isn't it? That's a huge yeah, absolutely, gift. especially during lockdown and stuff. You know, with the yeah. world just went insane. You know, to get yourself lost in a book is 
is something special, definitely, to forget for a while that it's some well, bad things. I love films too, yes. but just books take you deeper, don't they, I think? So, I, mean, I do love watching a movie, but, yeah, books just take you so far into that world. It's And then you go and you fall down the rabbit hole, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you said that you finished book 25 and you're editing, so what's coming next? So what's coming next is book three in the Reach for the Dead series, which is launching next month on the 20th of July, and that's called Walker. First one's called Mandy, then there's Case Home Farm, and then the third one is Walker. And this is a series that's set in America with Shady Groves at the at the helm. And she's, um, you know, a psychometry. She can handle objects and read, read them, the history attached to them. So that, that's the premise. <laughs> And she works in a museum along with two other colleagues where they basically, um, it's actually a safe house for charged objects, objects that have been negatively charged. So Walker is the next one coming out and um, uh, which deals with the uh, taboo subject of skinwalkers, which is a fascinating subject, absolutely fascinating. A lot on YouTube about it if you want to, you know, want to find it. It's so much fascinating subject. Um, and then uh, what's next this year will be Psychic Surveys 9. And then I try and get in a little Christmas ghost story. So usually a novella. So about 50, 60,000 words. Um, so try and get in a Christmas, because I find that um, now I've started off that trend everybody wants me to continue so uh which is great because i love a christmas ghost story uh myself so um yeah i've got the idea brewing for that and then next year i will continue to write paranormal but i've got this idea for a dark fantasy game of thrones type trilogy based uh, based on uh based back in the old arthurian days actually because um, when i was younger i was obsessed with arthurian history and I have read every single book there is on the subject, both fact and fiction. And I always wanted to write a book, my own telling of it one day. It's going to be very dark, I have to say. Um, and I think the time's come. Yeah. I so, anyway, touch wood, you know, touch wood. The time has come, anyway. <laughs> it might be a complete disaster, you never know. You might have to shelve it, but yeah, I'll try. That's all I can ever do is try. Absolutely. But it's worked out all right for you so far, so I think you're fine. Yeah, yeah it has. I'm very lucky that I can write full-time as an author. Um, uh, I do thank my lucky stars every day for that. Well, I can't think of any more questions for you unless you think there's anything I haven't asked you that you want to tell us. No. Um, I think we covered quite a lot, haven't we? It's been a lovely informal chat. I love that. So... Uh, no, I've really enjoyed it and, and enjoyed me, me too. And your doggy, I can see your doggy there. Yeah, Trixie. Hello, Trixie. Oh. Hello, girl, hello, hello. <laughs> She's a rescue as well. Yeah, they're the she's best. an absolute fun. baby in the house. Take her outside and she sees another dog and she turns into Cujo. Oh, <laughs> oh God, it's weird, isn't it? It's weird. Oh, yeah. But the rest of I love, I, you know, Got to, there's so many that need rescuing aren't there and they really are the sweetest apart from my four cats who are really the most awful creatures <laughs> you can actually see why they've been given away they really are awful I can't tell you <laughs> but I'm stuck with them now because nobody would re nobody you know there's no way I can rehome them because nobody would want them 
so start but after after they go finally i'm gonna get a dog oh i i really want a doggy i've got a ghost dog in um Psychic survey series he's called jed and he is the most popular character <laughs> of course <laughs> he would be everybody needs a ghost dog or a dog you can have a living one too if you want yeah <laughs> as long as you don't kill it god, god no, you no 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 but he's he's more of a spirit guy you know what i mean you know so that movies picked up along the way so <laughs> there for protection and very loyal yeah. <laughs> um so just before we go would you like to tell everyone where they can find out more about you and where they can get your books from most importantly yeah, um, so you can go to my website, which is shaneystruthers.com um, or www.shaneystruthers.com, I think, um, or just go onto Amazon, put Shaney Struthers and Google me, my Amazon product page comes up with all the books, etc. So, or, or I'm on, on Facebook as well. So, um, uh, Shaney Struthers, plus I've got Shaney Struthers author page. So I'm everywhere. I'm even on TikTok right now. So, uh, oh, I know. I know. Do I'm you understand it? I have no clue what's going on on TikTok ever. <laughs> I actually really love it. You know, you know why it's called TikTok? Because you, you, you think, oh, I'll go for five minutes and about half an hour passes. So it's TikTok, TikTok. You know, it's, it's all the time that passes that you just literally disappears. No, it's fascinating, actually, because a lot of authors on there and they're sharing tips and all sorts of stuff. It's I've I've learned a lot. Uh, book talk. You'd love book talk. You yeah, I need to play. investigate more, I think. I need more time to, to yeah. play, but most of the time. It's... And stuff on there. And, well, it's, it's fascinating. It's brilliant. So uh, and I've picked up lots of uh, book recommendations as well from it. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it is good. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you very much. This has been amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you ever so much. And um, yeah, I'll speak to you soon. <laughs>